Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. And easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome into another episode of another Miami Dolphins podcast. Thanks for joining in. As always, it is Jake Bendel, it is Joshua Houts, and today is a Friday, Wednesday, which means Merrick Brave is joining us. And gentlemen, it's the beginning of June. It's slowly, slowly getting towards football season. And the question on everybody's mind is a simple one. If you're just looking for the remote in your living room, you got your hand like this deep in that couch, you rip it out, and there's just $13 million in your hand, what you going to do with it? That's a great question. Uh, hopefully we'll find out soon what the Dolphins are going to do with the 13.6. What is it? 13.6 million. We, you, always, you always forget the 0. 0.6 until you remember that that's $600,000. <laughs> and yeah. I think we'd all be cool with finding $600,000 in our couch. But uh, yeah, $13.6 million on the books for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it's Christmas in June here for our favorite football team. And, and they might uh, they might go out shopping for for some gifts for themselves, maybe a new running back, maybe, maybe an offensive lineman, maybe a, a defensive tackle, who knows, but hopefully we'll soon find out. And hopefully not as soon as we finish recording this episode. Josh, what restaurant would you buy with that money? What, what would you yeah, go all in? I'd, I'd probably get a food truck. And then I was going to say maybe a swing set for my kids and a pool, things like that. I'd probably splurge a little bit, but if we're talking about the dolphins, I mean, I'd probably go down to the offensive line store perhaps, or maybe that interior defensive line and go that route. But I know a lot of dolphin fans, you know, they're all, looking to cook how much are swing sets in pennsylvania i don't know if you need 13.6 million dollars for that no you probably need that 0.6 but i um yeah yeah i'd, I'd have a lot that's of still money pricey over yeah i'd have a lot of money <laughs> then left over to you know again buy some offensive linemen see i think i'm starting to figure out what the issue the miami dolphins run into josh because i just gps um the offensive lineman store and it's right next to the turnstile store. So when oh, I think that nice. the Dolphins, they're just getting crossed up. They're going into the wrong <laughs> door. That's been the issue. And and with that, all of a sudden, they went into that store and somebody gave them the crazy advice of, hey, let's let Liam Eichenberg play some snaps at center. So guys, let's just start with that. Because that, you know, I've been having a little busy week. I've been moving. I know it's super thrilling. We won't get into it. But, um, you know, just scrolling through Twitter, you know, the, the way the feed works, the top news always goes to the top. And Liam Eichenberg taking snaps at center during OTAs. So, gentlemen, I think it's safe to say that Connor Williams isn't there. You don't have to be here. They're optional. But uh, an opportunity for Liam Eichenberg to go out and uh, show something. What do you think that might be? 
I think Liam Eichenberg is on that Michael Dieter career path as we speak, <laughs> uh, which is unfortunate for Mr. Eichenberg because that didn't pan out well for Michael Dieter. Uh, he did get, you know, quite a few starts at center. I wouldn't say he played particularly well in those starts. Uh, he was serviceable, but hey, serviceable is more than Michael Dieter has been or excuse me, yeah, Liam Eikenberg has been in uh, many of his starts as a Miami Dolphin so far. So if we can get Eikenberg up to a serviceable level, then uh, then we might be cooking with gas a little bit here. Josh, who's playing at left guard? And uh, you got any center thoughts for us? I mean, I guess I'm intrigued by it. I mean, he didn't really work out at left guard, but can't really do anything else. So, I mean, Connor Williams isn't there. Why not give Liam Eikenberg snaps? But I don't think we're going to um... – yeah, I don't think anything's going to truly come of that. But versatility, right? I mean, they love those versatile guys, and um, he's on the roster, so they have to figure out a way to use him. Who who would you put at left guard if that's the case? I mean, we heard all offseason it's Chris Greer saying it's Liam Eikenberg's job to lose at left guard. So, I mean, who, who's starting over there? Still think it could be Isaiah Wynn, right? I mean, I know we I agree high on him. He's still a guy that could go there. And um, it's funny because it wasn't until his birthday the other day, but I kind of keep forgetting about Dan Feeney too. Wasn't he a guard? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw them say happy birthday to him. I was like, oh, shit, he's a pretty serviceable offensive lineman. So I, I don't know who's going to win that job ultimately. But, um, yeah, I would think I'd put my money on Wynn or maybe Feeney over Liam Eikenberg. But like you said, uh, Chris Greer, Mike McDaniel, they want – Eichenberg and Jackson and those young guys that they drafted to seize these opportunities and um, the first few years showed that they weren't going to do that. Where's the queasy meter at? I mean, it's it's interesting. Obviously, the Dolphins took their shot with an offensive lineman, Isaiah Wynn, but this is a guy who for out, throughout his entire career, it's been left tackle and right tackle. Um, does a queasy meter rise any bit that the Dolphins might be trying to outsmart themselves by going with someone who doesn't have any experience at left guard? Or can we go back to what I was saying two months ago, the question of it, why don't you just draft tackles to play them at guard? Is that is that what, just what the Dolphins are doing in free agency? Well, I mean, Eichenberg played tackle in college, so they did draft him and then move him to guard, and it hasn't worked out so well. So we we might need to rethink that strategy a little bit. But I, I like Josh's idea that Isaiah Wynn could find himself starting at left guard. Um, if you kind of read between the lines a little bit, you know, read the tea leaves a little bit uh, from some of these practice reports for the OTAs. They were talking about Isaiah Wynn clearing some holes in the running game. And, you know, I know the Dolphins like that, that outside zone scheme, but it does feel like if you're going to use the phrase, like, like, like clearing some holes, that's more of a guard's job right? That's more of a center's job. That's an interior offensive lineman uh, way to phrase things in the running game. So it almost feels like maybe Wynn is getting a shot at left guard while Eichenberg is getting a shot at center due to Connor Williams sitting out trying to get a new contract here. And if Wynn is doing well at left guard, which you know, wasn't always the case when he got his opportunity in New England to play that position, then that could be uh, uh, quite the positive development for the Miami Dolphins and this offensive line, which seems to be everybody's worry, mine included, heading into the 2023 season. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much said it all right there. I mean, it's still the queasy meter. If you're asking about the queasy meter, Jake, it's still up there with that offensive line. It's still my biggest fear heading into this year. Still, we don't know who's going to play right tackle to his blind side. I know people try to tell me that it's not as important nowadays, you know, to have a quarterback's blind side protected. And maybe that's true, right? I mean, to is now wearing a camera on his, on his helmet. So maybe he's uh, they're picking up some things there and, you know, using that as a tool. But yeah, queasy meter still a little bit high, especially at right tackle, especially at left guard. And um, yeah, Connor Williams, back to him. I mean, we got money now. Let's pay him. Give him that extension because he looked pretty damn good last year. 
what would you guys do with the money? That's what I want to know. Jake, what do you, you, you brought up the question, you find the $13.6 million, you know, not in your personal life, but if you're the GM of the Miami Dolphins, what are you doing with the 13.6? Are you re-signing your own guys? Are you bringing in outside talent to, to reshape the roster? Are you splurging and spending all of that on a Dalvin Cook or even a DeAndre Hopkins? We haven't even gotten into those rumors yet, but maybe we will. How are you spending that money, Jake? So, you know, you can go get that brand new flat screen TV or maybe a, I don't know, a, a used Porsche that doesn't have a lot of miles, but it might break down. We're not entirely sure. But at the same time, the roof is a little leaky. The garage door doesn't work all the way. And, and to me, you got to give Christian Wilkins his money. You see him out there every day going out there being that professional. He is that cornerstone of that defense where as these guys continue to get older, he's still on that younger side. So I think he can be a foundational piece for a while. And then I I'm a little surprised we're talking about a Connor Williams extension right away, especially seeing that it was a two-year deal and last year was that trial run at center. But since he's done everything too, I don't think centers are going to break the bank and completely warp your books. So if you can kind of front load an extension with him, knowing that that Tua contract is going to balloon in a few years, I think I just focus in-house with this type of money. Maybe if you can go sign more offensive linemen, maybe those guys who are in the later 20s hopped around a little bit, see if they can kind of just fit into that system and play. That, that'd be my guess, but I I'd really focus Christian Wilkins. And then if there is someone else like a Connor Williams or God, I, I don't know if you decide Raheem Mostert's worth more than the two year deal that he currently, I don't know. I'm just throwing out names out there, but I do think you kind of are at the point with this Dolphins team where you see the vision, you see an identity. And I think you kind of just sure up those corners and make sure everything looks all right um, for the future. Yeah, I like that. And I think I'm kind of on the same wavelength. I would extend Christian Wilkins, but I think that actually would probably open up some more cap space just because, you know, I think what is he a little over 10 million this year. And then if you give him the long-term deal worth like 20 million a season, but you can put that into a signing bonus or a roster bonus or something like that. Not really a math guy over here, but you can actually lower the cap number on Wilkins. If you extend him here, I probably would extend Connor Williams just because I thought he proved a lot last year at center. Mike McDaniel talks about how center is such an important piece to the offense and that your intelligence is really, you know, uh, you know, what makes you special at the center position. He really liked Connor Williams. I probably extend him, maybe start talking with Robert Hunt a little bit, seeing if we can get a deal done there. I'd love to front load a contract for Zach Sealer that way. You can give him the bulk of his pay this year and then next year when the big cap hit comes for Wilkins and then guys like Tua and Waddle and Holland, all these guys are going to have to be uh, extended here soon. The cap hits for Sealer get a little bit smaller as the years progress and see if maybe we can keep this entire defensive line intact and then we don't have to choose between Wilkins and Sealer. And maybe even Raekwon Davis gets an extension too um, if he proves that he can can be that nose tackle in the Vic Fangio system. Yeah, I mean, you guys definitely stole the answers. I'd probably go to Christian Wilkins first. You know how much he means to the um, defensive line. And, you know, with Liam Eikenberg now taking steps at center, I mean, they have to see how important Connor Williams is, right? So um, it will be nice to get ahead of that. And um, I would love to see Zach Steeler stick around. But I was going to say before Merrick mentioned, you know, front loan that contract that he probably would be the odd guy out. And then I turned to, you know, free agency and maybe bring in one of those vets. I know we have some names written down like Nadamik and Sue that can play defensive tackle. I don't think he's going to break the bank. Um, you know, I've heard people talk about Dalton Risner, Taylor Lewan, different names like that. So um, I'd probably go out there and bargain shop. But the 
biggest name that keeps coming back is Dalvin Cook. And I know a lot of Dolphin fans are waiting for him to get cut, but he's set to make $11 million. So I keep saying, you're going to bring him in here. Yes, he's a dynamic player, but he's not going to take that big of a pay cut to play in Miami, right? And when you look at this running back room, I think Devon Chain's contract just dropped today. He's making, what, 5.4, like over the next four years combined total this season. I mean, Dalvin Cook's one-year deal or whatever it might be is going to cost more than that entire running back room. And when you think you already have four monsters to feed, Devon Chain's apparently, you know, people are gushing, moist talking about him. I just don't know if Dalvin Cook's a need, but I think it was heavy sports. They dropped a, a line from a scout that came out and said, you know, you add him to that offense and it's become scary hell to stop him. So I can understand why they want Dalvin Cook, but I think that's what I do. Wilkins, um, Wilkins, Williams for sure. And then hopefully one of those other vet free agents out there. I'll tell you what, guys. Maybe we get a little crazy. I like the the DeAndre Hopkins rumors. I really like the DeAndre Hopkins really rumors. And and I read something today that he'd be willing to play on a smaller contract to play for a contender. The Miami Dolphins are a contender. If I wrote an article for the Finsider today uh, talking about how Mike Clay of ESPN ranks the Miami Dolphins roster as the second best roster in the entire NFL just behind the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's by literally like 0.01%. So they're essentially tied for the best roster in the entire NFL. If New Hopkins wants to win himself a Super Bowl and he wants to go play for a contender, but he wants to play for a contender that plays their, their home games in beautiful, sunny South Florida on the beach, and he wants to avoid state income tax, then the Miami Dolphins might be that team. Uh, to steal uh, you know, Jake's vibe here, with the analogies, when I was younger, uh, we, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but my mom would always give myself and my little sister $100 for back to school shopping. It was for clothes for the entire year. Spend it however you want. Now, this was the 1990s, so things weren't as expensive as they are today. So you could go out and you could hit up, you know, uh, Old Navy and grab yourself a pair of $20 jeans, maybe a couple pairs of $20 jeans to go get some T-shirts, some new underwear, sweatshirts, whatever it may be. But one year I said, I don't want to do that. And I went to the local uh, sports shop in the mall and I bought myself a number 54 Zach Thomas jersey for, I want to say $75. It was my money. I could do with it whatever I want. I told my mom, I'm going to buy the Zach Thomas jersey. She said, I'm not giving you any more money for the rest of the year. So 75 for the jersey. I took the other 25 down to the Goodwill, bought the rest of bargain bin shopping, and I got through the whole year. But I had myself a Zach Thomas jersey, and I almost feel like that's what I want to do with this new Hopkins money. Say, screw it, offensive lineman, whatever. We'll make it work. Defensive lineman, we'll make it work. Buy me a new Hopkins. Pair him with Tyreek Hill. Pair him with Jalen Waddell. You still got Chosen Anderson. Maybe just offload Cedric Wilson for a future seventh round conditional pick, whatever it may be. I don't care about Braxton Berrios anymore. I don't care about Erica Zucama anymore. I want New Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle in three wide receiver sets with Raheem Mostert, Devon A-Chain, Jeff Wilson in the backfield, and Tua Tungavailoa dishing the ball to any which person he wants to. And I want this offense to score the most points in the history of any offense in the National Football League. I know that's unrealistic, and I know it's probably not going to happen, but I still get a little fired up just thinking about it, like it's Madden football over here. Josh, what do you think of the speech? (laughs) Yeah, I'm all for that. I mean, I've always thought DeAndre Hopkins is one of the better receivers in football. I was going to try to transition into this whole comment by Mike McDaniel about Mm -hmm. filling those Gesicki, um, you know, touches because – 
I don't. I, my thing again went out when you were talking, Merrick. Were you talking about moving Jalen Waddle to the slot because could DeAndre Hopkins be that big-bodied slot guy that the big Dolphins are looking for? The word. Mean, sure, could, could sure. I bet that, those mismatches. I mean, I, I would be all for that. I actually the other night went to bed and I quote tweeted with the eye emojis a picture of Hopkins. Someone's like met him in Miami, and someone's like, no man, that's Texas, and they zoomed in on the the gas pump, and I was like, <laughs> damn, they, they got me. And then I don't know if you guys saw the whole Omar Kelly thing. He debunked that. That is not him in the airport. You know that picture? That's <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it is Omar like Kelly. I don't even think he recognizes himself. Like He's like, I don't wear Nikes anymore, and they're like, dude, this is like ten years old. We use this for like Dwayne Bow. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne that's Bo's exactly body. right, though. It looks like him if you zoom in. It looks like him in the face. So know. yeah, I don't know. I'd be all for it. I it's not our money, right? I always go back to that. It's not my money. Do it. Do with it what you want. Can I? Can I? Um... Permission to be that guy? Can I be that guy? You can always Absolutely. Be that guy. So, so there were nine teams in the NFL last year that had two guys with a usage rate that was above 20% of their total offense. Miami was one of them with Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill. And I mean, I saw a pretty depressing Cedric Wilson quote recently where it was along the lines of, I felt like I didn't even play last year, if you look at my stats, which he was dealing with some injuries. He was in a unique situation. And I guess what I'm trying to get is Cedric Wilson, like we're talking additional seventh round pick, and that's just like situation and contract more than it is his talent. Cedric Wilson, I still think is a very strong wide receiver. And this is my very long winded way of asking is, are you getting enough juice out of that squeeze? If you sign Deandre Hopkins, when you have Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle, can, is his ceiling, is his production really going to be that much higher than what you might be able to get out of a Cedric Wilson in year two of this offense? Well, take a look at DeAndre Hopkins now. He's the clear-cut wide receiver one on any team he's been on. But you put him in Miami, and he's suddenly the wide receiver three, which means he's not getting CB1 coverage on the other side. He's not getting CB2 coverage on the other side. You're putting your third-best corner on DeAndre Hopkins, and DeAndre Hopkins can still play. And DeAndre Hopkins can go up and get those 50-50 balls because he's got the size. And that's something that this wide receiver room lacks. So, so if you're looking to fill those Gesicki snaps with somebody who can go up and get those balls, I'm looking at DeAndre Hopkins and thinking, hey, if you're willing to come in on this cheap contract because you're chasing a ring, why not? Let's just let's go full L.A. Rams and 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 say f them picks, f that f that money, get them in here, build a team full of superstars, and try and sell our souls for a Lombardi Trophy because I don't need that thing anymore. I've been a Dolphins fan for 30 years. My soul has is is left this body it's been crushed over and over and over again buy a championship at whatever it cost and bring hopkins in but it's not going to happen he's probably going to yeah. sign with the browns yeah i was, I was just going to say <laughs> well you said the browns i think he's going to end up with the bills but either way i was sitting here listening to this and i'm starting to become that guy as well jake and you know they just brought in braxton barrios and i don't know how you guys feel but all that talk about you know him being this dynamic third wide receiver i kind of like what we've heard out of chosen anderson or what we i guess yeah. have seen out of chosen anderson i mean personally dude that visor and that helmet alone gets me so excited but i mean you hear him connecting deep with Tua Tagovailoa, thinking about him in the slot you know what Again, what Robbie Anderson was a few years ago, and to think that you're adding him now, that speed to this offense, I mean, he seems like he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. We know he's not making a ton of money. Braxton Berrios, I don't think, is making a ton of money. I don't know that the Dolphins are going to go after DeAndre Hopkins, but um, yeah, if they, in a pipe dream, Mike McDaniel's Madden Ultimate Team, I'm here for it. But I, I'm I'm pretty excited about what shows. Okay, all right, all yeah, right. You, you you got all right. You you got me. You turned me over. You know why why sign a Drew Brees when you can get a Dante Culpepper? 
Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we did it once. Why not do it again? He was again? supposed to be good. He was supposed to be good. <laughs> That's how I feel when you go, we don't need DeAndre Hopkins. We have checks notes, Braxton Berrios and chosen Robbie Anderson, the fifth, whatever. I don't know what it is. Yeah, make it I, a tenth, I make agree a that it's highly Hopkins unlikely. Make no what Hopkins uh, but, but it, again, reports are he's willing to take a, a, a light contract. I, I just thought it'd be fun to talk about it. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd be stoked if, here for if it. it did. I'm here for it. And Barrick, you brought up an interesting thing I kind of want to circle back to a little bit. You mentioned Mike Clay, who he must have gone to Harvard if he's saying that the Miami Dolphins have the second best roster here in the NFL. That still gets to me, you know, it's talking about Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry being those top wide receivers. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Dolphins and Harvard for a, a very, very sad, sad story. But guys, I'm watching the NBA Finals. The Miami Dolphins are on, the Miami Heat, excuse me, here I am making things up in my head. The Miami Heat are on this miracle run as the AC in the NBA Finals. Game one was on last night as we're recording this on Friday. And there were situations where you can see that a team in the NBA Finals, the Miami Heat, had these weaknesses. Uh, specifically, they're a very small team. The Nuggets could out-rebound them, offense rebounds, yada, yada, yada. What I'm trying to get at is if we're sitting here talking about the Miami Dolphins having one of the best rosters in the NFL, there's still 22 guys on the field. What do we think might be that big weakness that the Miami Dolphins are going to have to work to overcome? Like the Miami Heat, you know, being that smaller team, having to work extra hard on those for those rebounds. What could be that Miami Dolphins weakness that we see it? It's very obvious. You think back to the last year, you know, you want to say the rushing defense. I'll go right ahead and say it was the special teams. That was the one thing the Dolphins had to be overcome time after time. What could that be in 2023 if this team wants to push towards a deep playoff run? You know, I think we've talked about the offensive line issues kind of ad nauseum. So I'll throw a different one out there. I want to talk about the depth at inside linebacker. And the team is so kind of bereft uh, for inside linebackers that they moved Andrew Van Ginkle from outside linebacker to inside linebacker to see if he would uh, fit Vic Fangio's scheme a little bit better there. Now you can talk about the reason they did that being because that edge rusher group, that outside linebacker group is so stacked with guys like Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, and even Malik Reed, who was brought in from Denver where he had success under coach Vic Fangio. But I think there's still room to possibly add a body there unless some of those UDFAs can come in and fill the void. Uh, you know, a couple episodes ago, Josh was talking about, I believe Aubrey Miller from Jackson state coming in, UDFA. Now he's a smaller guy, uh, not very big at all, but apparently a little bit bigger than David Long Jr., who was brought in to start for the Dolphins at inside linebacker this upcoming season. So we'll see if he gives any juice there. But, you know, in addition to the offensive line worries, I am a little bit worried about that inside linebacker depth and, and an injury to David Long, who is injury prone, or an injury to Jerome Baker could completely derail that position group as we move forward. Yeah, I mean, he nailed it. We can talk about the offensive line till we're blue in the face, and we can sit here and talk about how important it is for this team to stay healthy. I mean, that's what it ultimately comes down to, right, Jake? I mean, if Tua Tagovailoa goes down for any period of time, we saw what could happen. I know the Dolphins seem pretty high on Mike White. I hear Skylar Thompson's, you know, lighting the world on fire in training camp against some of those undrafted guys. But um, being able to stay healthy would be at the top of that list, and then even just playing better on the road, right? There were some stretches there on the road where the Dolphins um, looked like a much better team at home than away. So. I guess all that together would be where I'd go, but ultimately 
live and die by that offensive line, in my opinion. It's going to come down to whether or not that right tackle position can be shored up and um, if someone can step up at left guard as well. Are, are we sh- like, are we sure though? Are we like this passing offense was awesome last year. Left guard wasn't the reason they lost in the playoffs to the Buffalo Bills. Neither was right tackle. Like they, we can say these are little weaknesses on the team, but I, I don't necessarily know those are such weak positions that can derail the entire season. Yes, there might be a sack or a couple extra pressures, but we saw how this offense is strong enough to navigate around this. You bring in someone like Mike Daniel to be that offensive minded head coach. What I was kind of thinking is how about run defense? You know, you guys were hitting the nail on the head there with middle linebacker, the, uh, concerns about the fact that the Dolphins don't have a lot of depth. They still are lacking that John Jenkins type uh, defensive tackle depth. You don't know if um, Raekwon Davis is going to be that guy um, coming off of a couple injuries he was dealing with last year. So I want to get your guys thoughts about that because I, I get it. The offensive line, there are some very big holes there, but I think we've seen in multiple seasons over the last 10 years that the Dolphins have had a brutal offensive line, but we can't specifically boil it down to this play or that play to why the Dolphins missed the playoffs. I think it was always a little more big picture than that. I would love for the Dolphins to add another interior defensive lineman. And Dominican Sue is sitting out there. Maybe he wants to come home to, to South Florida, avoid that income tax, and, and maybe I can bust out my number 93 jersey again. I don't know who wears 93 now for the Dolphins. I can't, I can't figure it out. Nobody important. Uh, anyways, you know, you bring Sue home. I'll tell you right now, the Dolphins' run defense is not going to be as good as it was last year because that's how Vic Fangio's defense works. It gives you – it dares you to run the ball. It dares you to run the football against this team, and they try to disguise looks and bring people up and get sure tacklers and whatnot. The Dolphins will be a much better defense, and they'll certainly be a better pass defense, but I think they'll actually take a step back in the run defense department Uh, at least in how many yards they give up per game. But I think that's what the defense is designed to do. But, yeah, I'm with you, Jake. I'd love another uh, depth signing at the defensive tackle position. And I like Ndamukong Sum there. Maybe even Akeem Hicks, somebody like that. Linval Joseph, Josh wrote down. I thought that that one kind of perked my eyebrows a little bit for this uh, yeah. three-four defense. Yeah, I forget Simon Clancy was talking to someone in my DMs, and they were listing off different guys. And I, I do think, like I said earlier, if I found that money, that's kind of where I'd go, whether it be a vet at offensive on the offensive line or a vet on the defensive interior, because that is again an, another weakness that the Dolphins have, and you can't just keep getting gashed up the middle. But we hope that Raquan Davis can step up. We mentioned Emmanuel Agba in a previous episode about him being versatile now, playing with his hand in dirt, playing inside a bit more. So they do have some guys there i mean christian wilkins and zach sealer are a great tandem but mm-hmm. we need to get those guys locked up like we mentioned so yeah interior defensive line sounds good to me linebacker sounds good to me those could be the ultimate you know do or die of this defense but again vic fangio coming in that's a huge huge signing and should by himself you know transform that entire defense right I don't think we're even talking about that enough still to this point, what Vic Fangio can do and just kind of how quickly his turnaround is with these defenses and how they just kind of skyrocket in year one and just kind of Javon Holland. I think that'll have to be a book club guy. And I, I my bad, it's hundred percent my bad. We haven't been recording as much that another Dolphins podcast is kind of boiled down to another weekly Dolphins podcast, but we're hoping to pick that up soon before we wrap up here, guys, I want one final, you know, quick fire question, quick fire thoughts. I should say, uh, Josh, you have written down here, Dolphins to host Atlanta Falcons and travel to Houston to practice with the Texans and OTAs. Those things are always exciting. Last year, we heard about uh, there were conversations between the Dolphins and the Eagles that they'd be meeting in the Super Bowl. So guys, I'll start it simply. They can't meet the Houston Texans in the Super Bowl. So Falcons, Dolphins, Super Bowl, that, that that's what this means, right? 
I hope so. I think we'd be favored in that one. But, uh, <laughs> hey, we were talking about that that Dolphins run defense. If you want to test yourself against a couple of good running teams, the Falcons with that offensive line and Bijan Robinson, and then the Texans who have a strong offensive line as well, and Damian Pierce, who did they add? They added another running back, uh, maybe in the draft or free agency. So Damian Pierce in Harris, but but he's in, he's in Buffalo now. Devin Singletary's there now, right? Isn't he down there? Yeah, some, something like that. Yeah, you might be right. But if you want to test that run defense against a couple of teams who may not Jared be, Dokes. you know. He's there. That's the, who you're thinking of. Who is it? Jared, Jared Dokes. Dokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, must be it. But, you know, these two teams, they're not going to be great football teams. They're not going to have great records by the end of the year. But both teams can run the ball well or should be able to run the ball well. So if you want to test that rushing defense right away, those are two good teams to practice against. Yeah, I, I love it. Iron sharpens iron. We know how we love to throw that cliche out there. D'Amico Ryan's one of the better defensive guys in all of football. So having the Dolphins go again, well, I mean, they're going against Vic Fangio every day. So maybe it's not that big of a, a transition. But um, yeah, I'm excited for that. CJ Stroud as well. I keep keep thinking Bryce Young went there. I was starting to type and I'm like, dude, Bryce Young's with the Carolina Panthers. So yeah, I, I like it. I'm interested to see the way these two teams, you know, can compete every day. We know we love to see those highlights. Was it the, was it the Falcons or another team the other year? Or it might have been the Bucks that posted that video of Xavier Howard getting burnt, but it was like on a quadruple or, you know, the dude had like 30 seconds to run this route and they were just gushing about it. So um, it's training camp, you know, it's mini camps, things like that. We're sitting here eating up all that stuff, but I like that Mike McDaniel has made this a staple to Miami Dolphins. And as we saw last year, like you said, Jake, the Eagles, they thought that they, I believe a lot of beat writers thought the Dolphins won a lot of those days. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. the Eagles also thought that they were going to see the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. So iron sharpens iron. I'm here for it. And I love the point about the the coaching staffs and just the um, different teams you're going to face. One thing we hear all the time with these uh, practices is it's just refreshing to not go against your own guys over and over. It's just refreshing to have those different faces, actual guys you can call opponents on that other sideline um, competing against you. But gentlemen, it was good to be back with you guys. It was good to talk Dolphins football. We will be back with more shows next week as we inch closer and closer to the regular season. But for another Dolphins podcast, Merrick and Josh, thank you guys so much for joining me. And more importantly, until next time, fins up. Fins up. Fins up. The greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air. We're on the ground. We're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami.